Hey guys, it's Ryan Angwin from the GWS Giants here. Uh, fresh out of a chat with Lockie and Harps, uh, sort of just went over what happened through the year and all the events that unfolded. So uh, be sure to tune in and check it out. Cheers. Ryan, back in your bedroom in Foster, back on the podcast. How, how you going, man? Yeah, thanks for having me, lads. Um, yeah, traveling, traveling pretty well. Had a nice little break uh, for the off season, but uh, ready to get back into it. So let's get into it. Yeah. Yeah, mate, and you're looking like you're ready to get back in. What did you get up to over your break in Foster? I mean, I haven't been there, but as we spoke last time, it sounds like the absolute go-to place in Victoria at the moment. Certainly nicer than Melbourne in lockdown. Yeah, it definitely is nicer than Melbourne. Um, no, I've just been trying to catch up with my friends and my family as much as I can. Obviously, um, having regional open up maybe last week, um, that definitely helped a bit. You didn't really have to break any laws or anything to see anyone. So, um, yeah. Um, just being back home, present with the family, it's been it's been very nice. Has it? This might sound silly, but has it changed at all? Because like when you are were last in Foster, you know you've just been drafted, and you've come back, and you're in AFL football. Does it feel a bit? Do you get extra looks around uh, around the town, and people asking to take photos of Ryan Angwin? <laughs> uh, no, nah, not really any photos. I mean, you sort of <laughs> you grew up with everyone anyway, so you're going to see them one day or another. But you definitely sort of look up, and there's a few more people iron you off and it's a little bit intimidating when people are just staring at you and pointing at you but um yeah i suppose that's just the life down here yeah i'm like the question we've been asking all of the class of 2020 guests uh in this kind of second installment what, what are your general reflections in your first season fully in the afl system what have you thought of it um oh it's been probably the best year of my life so far i'm absolutely living the dream move up to sydney um yeah, just playing football, just creating relationships with people that you watch on TV for several years and then just being able to play with them. It's been like the most unreal experience ever. So just getting to know all those sort of guys like Toby Green and Josh Kelly and really dig into how they work. It's, yeah, it's been an unreal experience so far and I'm keen to, keen to keep going. Yeah, mate, you've just name-dropped on us two of the biggest names in the <laughs> AFL, but... <laughs> what in particular? What in particular did they show you, or anything in particular? Just watching them train, how hard they work, like would just be amazing to learn off those sort caliber of players in your first season. Yeah, just the amount of time they put into like their craft and their off-field sort of stuff. Like you see how competitive they are on-field, but what drives them is the stuff they do off-field, whether it be watching film and getting better and just studying the game or learning off other line coaches and players. It's just their mentality to get better and keep getting better and push each other is just second to none so yeah well i know i know that you've been watching toby in uh, at least one respect so i saw that you went to the tribunal earlier this year mate what was it like <laughs> went to the afl tribunal before you've uh, got to play a game how, how, how was it and what was the outcome and more importantly what was the incident uh it was actually really intimidating um <laughs> so i was in a pre-season game against the swans and um this guy, I can't remember who it was, this bloke, um, went to take a mark. It was a pretty wet day, so he fumbled it. I've just gone to pick the ball up, and he's sort of gone in with his head, and I've just hit him straight in the head with my hip and um, knocked him out cold on the spot. Yeah. And um, everyone, like, no reaction. Like, everyone was just, like, pure shock, just couldn't believe what just happened. And then a couple of days later, I get a call from Jace McCartney. He's like, yeah, they've um, they just come back with two weeks. <laughs> oh. So um, I got two weeks and then we appealed it, um, went to the tribunal 
And then, um, yeah, the jury let me off and got zero weeks after that. So that was nice. So, yeah, oh, just on that. Yeah. So, you said it was quite intimidating. Give us a little bit more about what it was, is like being up at the tribunal. Uh, so, it was on Zoom, which was a little bit easier. But just having sort of like people there looking at the case, trying to make you guilty and give you extra weeks. It's like you're sitting there, <laughs> don't, don't really want to stuff up anything you say. Otherwise, you're in trouble for even more. So, um, you just got to be cautious of what you say, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. Uh, so... How do you do? Do you prepare for that yourself, and you like you speak to the kind of lawyer that's given to you? How, how do you go about it? all? yeah, so you work with the lawyer and um, or the department of the football club, um, make your points, get through it, put your point forward toward the jury, let the other team do it, and just let them decide and wait for the outcome, pretty much. Yeah, beautiful. And we know you're a very clean player, so you probably won't have to go through that experience again. And um, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get we'll get it back on track. So the VFL season. So you managed to get nine games in personally. But how how did you find the VFL season and really getting amongst it? Um, oh, VFL was like extremely tough, especially coming off a year with no football at all, going into a VFL competition against some of the best players around Australia. Um, yeah, it was just a whole new experience. Um, everything goes up another level, so you got to um, got to train the way you play. And I think a lot of the boys learned that this year. And um, yeah, it was a really really tough year, but um, the boys kept cracking in every week, which was nice. Uh, train the way you play. Uh, doing very well with all the media training that you've received over this year, mate. Bringing out all the classic phrases. Um, but <laughs> of course, we were talking about Foster at the start, and uh, I mean. You were, I guess, living in Sydney, but you were all over the place a bit this year. Uh, still, would have come with a fair bit of uh, fair bit of homesickness, I reckon. Like, how, how do you how do you reckon you adapted to the Sydney lifestyle and lifestyle all around the country? Um, look, I'm not going to lie; I wasn't really missing Foster a whole heap. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't really it wasn't really much to do down here. But um, coming towards sort of the end of the year, when we had to constantly fly on a plane, pack our bags flying a plane, pack out the bags, you're like, just just leave us in one spot, like, please, like, that would have been nice. But, um, yeah, obviously no rush to get home. It would have been nice to be playing this weekend, but, um, yeah, we're here now. So. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Ryan was just chatting to us off air. There's no more better travel PS5 in the world than his one. It's been all, it's been all around the States. It's seen, it's seen the sights. I, th- I think it had its own uh, seat on the plane next to him. Yeah, it was always just sitting on my lap. Just waiting to be used. So, <laughs> what, what was the uh, kind of like the internal chat about, uh, like among the players and maybe even the staff about having to move so often? Was it just like, oh, we're, we've been kind of hard done by here. They should just let us stay in one place, or was it just like kind of get on with it, uh, focus, focus on next week, focus on next game? No, nah, it was definitely just to get on with it. You can't really do much about it. Just sort of control what you can control. So, um, yeah, we just sort of embraced that every week. didn't really matter where we were going. We rocked up, played footy, trained hard, and just kept doing that all year and just let the plane take us where we had to go. So that was pretty much the mindset all year. Yeah, how did you deal with those disruptions? I, I can imagine it was so tough. I, I think it was Gillian McLaughlin said at the start of the season that he didn't expect any teams to be on the road for longer than four weeks, and you spent months on the road. I mean, that must have just been, yeah, so tough. Yeah, it was um, a big shock considering we sort of got told maybe two weeks max and then we just kept going and going. <laughs> um, it was nice that 
the AFL sort of got a hub system going and people were able to see their families for maybe a few weeks until we had the flight to Tassie. But, um, yeah, the boys adapted to it this year. They adapted to it last year. So hopefully we don't have to go again next year, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, we'll talk a bit about your kind of personal game and uh, more about yeah your personal season uh, in a bit. But I want to talk about the Giants season as a whole. Uh, obviously won that thrilling uh, elimination final against the Swans and then uh, knocked out next week in the semi-final in Perth, I think it was. Uh, so what were the reflections from the club on that season? Obviously didn't make finals last year, so it's an improvement. Uh, but did you kind of meet your expectations? Um. Oh, we obviously expected to uh, be playing this weekend and make it a lot further. And but um, I don't think anyone could fault our effort. I mean, the way we sort of started this year, everyone had lost hope in us, and we we're really the only people that believed in ourselves to get to where we could. And um, yeah, just the amount of work that the boys kept putting in, and all the extra stuff, and all the little little sort of things, um, I suppose got us to where we got to. And yeah. Um, Sadly, it didn't go our way in the semi, but um, I don't think the boys could be proud of each other to where we got to. Yeah, and uh, was it an 0-3 start? Uh, uh, like, bouncing back from that and making, uh, eventually finishing the top six teams in the league, it's pretty phenomenal, and it's, oh, I don't know if it's talked about enough. It's, uh, like, it's just incredible. Yeah, it was, um, it was obviously a pretty rough start, but... You know, us boys adapted that mindset. It's only three games. Like every team's probably going to lose three games in a year anyway. So um, it was pretty much just keep rocking up every week. Put it like pour your heart out for the for the club. Train hard, get it done, move on. And that was that was pretty much what we did all year, and um, sort of panned out. Uh, either finishing seventh, I believe it was, or sixth. So yeah, finished off seventh. But you had that big win against us. Uh, uh, Sydney in the elimination final. Unfortunately, you didn't play, but mate, it must have been a massive game for the club. And the celebrations afterwards would have just been phenomenal, especially in that beautiful on the beautiful golf course in Tassie. Yeah, it was um very stressful fourth quarter when Sydney were full ball attack at us. Um, we were actually sitting right next to the Sydney boys as well because we were sort of hubbed up together, well in isolation. So um kept sort of looking around you know each um each person was cheering separate ways but um yeah when that when that final soaring went um it was just pure excitement all the boys just roughing about and yeah it was good yeah so do you get to go uh obviously not playing but still traveling with the team all over the place did you get to go to all the games uh we didn't get to go to all the games it sort of depended on lockdowns and our sort of ruling with our isolation stuff um we went to the majority of them, but there was parts during the year as well where the VFL would play maybe an hour after the AFL, so we couldn't go to the AFL games and AFL couldn't come to us. But um, no, it was it was sort of good luck. We adapted to it all, like we did all year, and, and dealt with it again. So. Now, uh, talking about the Giants, mate, Shane Mumford, he's one of the, uh, I don't know if you can say controversial, interesting character in the AFL. Uh, love him or hate him, but what's he like? Uh in, in training, in games, uh, he probably wasn't at his absolute peak uh, in terms of his fitness and his body this year, but what was he like around the club? Uh, Shane is literally a, uh, what, 40-year-old man stuck in a, no, a type year old man stuck in a 40-year-old body. <laughs> um, he's generally like just a big kid, um, pretty much the dad of the club, um, sort of around his own show at training, 
uh, did what he wanted when he wanted. So that was sort of up to him. Uh, does a lot of cross training, obviously being the size he is, didn't lift a whole heap of weights. But um, no, he's his own character and just the way he went out and tried his heart out this year shows like the sort of person he is. What did he do on the track? Like you said, he ran, ran his own show. What, what did he do? Uh, yeah, he you know kick a football here and then, and <laughs> more footy here and then, do a few rut contests. Um, you know, he's pretty much still recovering from a month before, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, nah, he just, I don't know, sort of got, got uh, trained how he sort of preferred. He'd still join in that, obviously, and do pre-season and get through it. But when his body was cooked, um, he was able to recover, I suppose. I love that. I, I couldn't imagine Shane doing much more than uh, sitting in an ice bath on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. <laughs> That's literally, I think, <laughs> when we were able to do cryotherapy, he was doing cryo every day. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't leave it alone yeah perfect mate now we've spoken about the team enough we know you're a modest man but we want to hear a bit more about you so what were your personal reflections on the uh, on your season now unfortunately didn't get to go into AFL level but was named, was named emergency several times yeah obviously playing AFL would have been nice I think I got close a couple of times but um, no just reflecting through the year i Played a fair bit of consistent footy. Had the time of my life in the VFL. Um, yeah, it was pretty much just playing country footy again with mates. Um, couldn't really complain. Really, it was um, it was an elite year. So, yeah. Uh, what are your uh, kind of personal reflections on how you've grown as a player? What would you speak about in your exit meeting, even with the club? Um, oh, exit meeting was pretty much pretty positive. Um, the club really couldn't be happier with not only myself but how all the draftees have sort of developed this year and how we've matured and how sort of professional we've gone about it and adapted to the AFL system so yeah I think um, I think the boys have put out a really good base for each other and we're ready to get to work and put in a good pre-season and go again next year. Yeah, perfect, mate. What, what, what did you find the toughest adjustment to AFL? Was it like, was it the diet? Was it, you know, just making sure that every little thing goes into your preparation? Like, what was it? Uh, preparation's a huge one. I feel like if you don't prepare properly and recover properly and do all those little things, it can leave you very fatigued on game day, especially in season. Um, the way the program's set out, they get you to feel 100% on the weekends. They know what they're doing. But um, if you don't do those extra little things like recovery with the ice bars and spas and that, then <laughs> it goes a long way to, to pulling up sore the next day. So, <laughs> so yeah, just those little things. Yeah, we we know from the uh, the last chat we had with Denver Granger Barris that the VFL stats and the VFL positions that they say you can't really trust them. The ones for you said you were kind of playing all over the place, played a bit on the wing, played a bit up forward, bit in the back pocket. Is that true? Where where did you play in the VFL? Uh, I played predominantly on the wing. Uh, I might have had a little bit of midfield time coming toward the end of the year, and I played a little bit of halfback as well. But um, yeah, the VFL is sort of about. I don't know, I guess it's about development for sort of young guys. Like, we're all trying to get better and improve, and if we can adapt and play different roles and, yeah, just not be like a one-position player, then I suppose that goes a long way to breaking into an AFL side and making you a very good player. So, the AFL was, um, it's pretty key to, to just grow yourself as a player and a person. 
Yeah, so you're a great athlete. So do you think when you do make the step up to AFL level, and Harper and I, we're confident it'll obviously be next year, but do you think wing is the position that you'll play or what are the other positions that you're really working on? Um, yeah, I feel like I'll probably predominantly stay as a wingman. That just sort of feels like a natural position for me. But um, I reckon maybe, yeah, this preseason and years to come, I'll probably be working off a halfback, just sort of been able to read the game and run off a little bit. Um, like Whitfield did at the end of the year. He was playing pretty much wing all year and then rolled down the half back. Um, yeah, I feel like that's something that um, sort of interests me and I'll look further into developing. Jeez, I tell you what, if if, you, if Giants have a second Whitfield, they're very lucky in you, Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe maybe not a second Whitfield. but <laughs> <laughs> so, so that kind of running game of yours, is that the... Things uh, is that the thing that the coaches kind of most value value you for, and uh, see your kind of potential kind of stemming from that, and uh, your that being a core focus of yours and a core skill of yours. Yeah, definitely having that sort of um, endurance sort of piece in my game. I'm sort of a long distance athlete. I'm not the greatest sprinter in the world, but when it comes to um, yeah, I suppose running distances and getting K's out, I feel like that's something I'm pretty comfortable with. Um, and just having like foot skills and being able to read the game. If I can develop that stuff, not only in the wing, off the half back. Um, yeah, I feel like they'll go a long way to helping us win games. Yeah, just looking at your VFL stats this year, mate, you had the ball on a string in several games, but it looked like you played particularly strongly against Port Melbourne in a great win. Do you think that was your best game for the year? Um, yeah, Port Melbourne was a uh, pretty contested game. Um, it's a long time ago. I can't really remember what really <laughs> happened, but um, pretty sure that one was down at Blacktown. Um, and the VFL was pretty tough this year. Like we had a big injury list at the Giants, so we we're playing with maybe seven or eight listed AFL players, and the rest of VFL or academy boys. So just being able to like, I guess, be sort of a leader to them, along with the other seven guys. Um, yeah, definitely helped develop the game and obviously get a little bit of the football as well. So. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And obviously, uh, any AFL side, but GWS is a hard team to crack into. What, what, what are you going to try to focus on uh, stepping up your game? Any skills, anything like that that uh, you're going to try to work on so you can hopefully make that breakthrough in 2022? Uh, it will definitely just be like continue to develop those little things, like continue to work on the kicking, work on the endurance, work on the clean hands, um, work on the rate of play. Um, like setups at stoppages and all that little stuff, just being able to fix problems throughout the game. Um, I feel like if you just work on those things and do everything you can to um, contribute to the team, I feel like that will help you break through and that's definitely something I'm going to look into this year. Very team-focused answer. I love that, Ryan. And so you touched on it a bit before, but you said you were close to debut at some stages. Were you? How close were you? Were you the next one in? Because we would have loved to have seen you get out there this year. Uh, there's sort of rumours floating around here and there. It might have been Collingwood <laughs> round four. Oh, really? It might have been between me and Stoney, but Stoney just hit me. Um, but yeah, it didn't really didn't really phase me a whole heap. I didn't mind playing in the VFL and just continue to develop and get better. So um, yeah, always continue and look into next year. So. So, Ryan, so playing for GWS, like how does that compare to, I guess, the fishbowl of Melbourne? I know you haven't experienced that at an AFL level, but what is football actually like in Western Sydney for us who are stuck in metropolitan Melbourne? Uh, Western Sydney, uh, where the club's located is a 
very, very nice area. Um, it's sort of a little bit isolated away from everyone, so it's a bit more private, um, especially being that Victorian bubble. feels like people are watching you 24-7, like you have to do everything perfect, otherwise you make a mistake and it'll be on social media. Where I feel like, I don't know, the Giants is like just a big country footy club. Like coming from Foster, um, moving to Western Sydney, playing with the Giants, it's literally felt no different. Like the exact same vibe as I had at country footy. So, um, yeah, it's probably one of the main things that I loved about moving up there is just like the lifestyle that came with it. Like nothing really changed except for living in a city. So, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, geez, awesome. I want to head up to Western Sydney. Yeah, get there. <laughs> now, so you were touching on it before. So what are your goals for this upcoming preseason and heading into season 2022? Uh, pre-season is just uh, probably put on a little bit more size. Obviously, still a bit of a rake. Um, yeah, continue to develop my game as much as I can, get as fit as possible, have a really solid pre-season, which helps set you up for the best season that you can have. So I feel like as long as I get through healthy and unscathed and uh, do everything I can to put my best foot forward, then it'll be good. So. Yeah, and have the club spoken about their very, very ambitious uh, kind of coaching staff and everything like that from what we've heard so far, but have they spoken about their ambitions for next season? Is it kind of premiership like you were alluding to for this season? Oh, every year's um, looking to a premiership, obviously. Um, yeah. But like we honestly believe as a club, we should be playing finals every year and with the list that we have and the heart that we have, the trust we have between each other, we um we believe we can get it done every week. So that's our, that's our mentality. Yeah, and I think there's something that our listeners have been wanting to hear. As we uh, discussed in the last episode, there is no bigger fan of Taylor Swift than Ryan Angwin. And so, and I was not aware of this until I was researching for this episode, but Taylor released some new albums this year, recordings of her old ones. Now, Ryan, have you listened and what are your thoughts on them? I've listened a little bit, I'll be honest. I've faded away, been a little bit busy. Oh, no. Playing footy and that. Oh, but oh. This, is, this is a bombshell, Harper. This is going to be, this is a bombshell. Uh, uh, Wowie. Let, let him know. finish what he was saying. He might, he might uh, <laughs> redeem himself. So I, I still like the album Folklore and um, all that sort of stuff. So I've been listening to a little bit of that. I was on Taylor Swift probably 10 minutes before this chat came on. So. <laughs> Like that, um, like like they're just new versions and that, you know, old songs repeated. Jay, so what, you know. what? What? Yeah, I like it. I like it. So, what's replaced your love of Taylor then? Is any do a leaper? Is anything? Or are you just focused on your uh, footy, which is actually also NBA two K? I reckon. Yeah. Um, no, no real replacement. Uh, just been a bit all over the shop. You know, Donda and CLB came out. Been trying to adjust to that sort of stuff. Um, but no, Taylor's Taylor's still the queen in my eyes. So. Yeah, irreplaceable. Hey, like no no one could fill her boots. Uh, but another thing that we were speaking about in the last episode, the cooking situation, uh, in your share house, uh, did you end up whipping up, uh, cooking up a storm in the Angwin share house? Yeah, uh, we actually did. Surprisingly, didn't think it was going to get done. But um, <laughs> I suppose cracked in every week. I think we might have cooked once each week for maybe a month and a half and then we had to leave so we didn't complain but um uh no we did have a crack and not gonna lie the boys the boys turned up and we we did fairly well any recipes you'd like to share with the listeners and with us no it's on the down low 
<laughs> I did. My, fair, so, enough, my, fair enough. My, so, my sources did say that apparently when it was Ryan's turn to cook, he did uh, pasta with the uh, pasta sauce, just the old Napoli sauce. <laughs> yeah, let's get those, get those carbs in, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, we spoke to you last time and I'm sure that it was one of your most memorable chat, chat so you'd still remember it, but life philosophy, is there any few words that you live your life by? Oh, um, nah, sort of adapted the, the marble mentality, but every day try to get better, do as much as you can to, to improve yourself, not only as a person, but as a player and sort of pretty much how I've been living my life for the past three years. So mm, keep that yeah. in your mind, marble mentality, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> yeah, we like that. We like that. It's been interesting to uh, see the different kind of ones we've got all over all the episodes in this series but i reckon uh that's just about time for this episode of the class 2020 series uh looking forward to catching up with you uh at the end of pre-season mate uh, around six months from now should be really good thanks very much for coming on no thanks for having me love every minute of it always a pleasure ryan always a pleasure and thanks to all the listeners for tuning in can't forget the listeners we have got another class 2020 episode max holmes on Wednesday, then Joel Weston, catching up with him uh, in November, hopefully. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you on Wednesday.